Hi, I'm Mike Hatton, and for over 20 years, I've been in a management role that saw me working with other managers from entry level up to and including the C-suite. The experience gained have positioned me to help many other leaders manage the stresses of not having enough time at work, not having enough family time, neglecting their health, and many other challenges magnified by the recent pandemic. I founded Human Cornerstone Facilitations, LLC in 2008. It was based on the need to help managers improve their productivity and that of their team. I would like to show you the roadmap to becoming a great leader by harnessing your team's strengths. Welcome to my show, Cornerstone, where the foundations of leadership begin. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I have uh, two very special guests on my show today. The show is called Cornerstone. It's a show about leadership and people who have shown an incredible uh, uh, talent for success. I have Dr. Randy Johns and Dr. Rob Vasquez. They are experts in the uh, metabolic processes of the body. And this was a success story that was born out of tragedy. And we'll talk more about that in a little bit. So I'd like to say welcome, Randy. Welcome, Rob. Uh, it's nice to have you on the show. Oh, thank you so much for inviting yeah. us to be here today. Thank you so much Thanks, for having Mike. us as well. We've, we've enjoyed getting to know you the last several weeks and months. It's been pretty awesome. It has been awesome. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I will say out of full disclosure, um, I came to them out of necessity. I met these uh, gentlemen at, uh, at an event. I was introduced to them by uh, another acquaintance of mine. And um, it was very fortuitous for me. Uh, I went on a journey with them through the uh, metabolic reset uh, for me, and it's yielded incredible results. And I'll let them talk about that and how it happened and everything. So um, who wants to start? <laughs> sure, we can we can start with you as far as how th how this all started with Happy Healthy Thin. And, sure, uh, why don't you do? tell us a little yeah. bit about yourself first of all? I want you to tell us how you met. Uh, it's interesting <laughs> how the universe connects uh, people who uh, are like minded uh, and uh, uh, have the same interests. And I, I know you guys have been best friends for a long time. So have, uh, yeah, what over what probably 22, 23 years maybe at least. Uh, at least. So we're both chiropractors by trade, mm -hmm. and uh, I was in chiropractic school, and I'd been hearing about this doctor uh, in the area who was so successful seeing families and kids and helping people really take charge of their health. I'm like, who is this guy? So one of my buddies in school was interning over at Dr. Rob's office. So I went out there to meet Rob and observed, and I just fell in love with his practice and his character and his energy for health and life. And that's how we got connected. And basically at that point, he became my mentor and I pestered you what? 10 times a day up until least, I graduated, probably least. through the first couple of years I was even in practice. Yeah. Well, you've been in practice, what, three or four years mm -hmm. uh, when I was still in school getting ready to graduate. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So there he was. He just shows up in the in the practice one day and, <laughs> and he's like, hey, hello, man. I'm here to learn. <laughs> it's like, and, and, I, and I love that. You know, I, I love getting to be able to teach people what it is yeah. that you, you've done so they don't make the same mistakes yeah. that you've made. Right. Yeah. And so he's like, can I get your phone number? Absolutely. Here you go. And little did I know what that actually meant. Oh, you had no idea and what so, you were signing up for. had no idea. And yeah. so, so, so yeah, he and I would be on the phone literally on a nightly basis talking about what was happening in his practice, <laughs> um, how to help him with different yeah. situations or issues that might be um, popping up. And here's the great thing about Randy is that he's a great student. And so if he knows that there's a better way to do something, he doesn't ask a whole lot of questions. It's just like, all right, tell me exactly what to do. And that's what I'll do. And he would implement that literally the next day. And there would be some times where I would say things just to see if he would actually do it. I didn't even know what was going to work either. 
<laughs> and uh, I would do it. I and he would do it. Do it. So and, then he, and then he called me and he's like, you're never going to guess what happened. Here's, I did what you told me to do and it worked. And I'm like, you did? I'm going to give so, an example. I'm going to give the example. Dude, that's so I'm funny. Giving, so I remember one time he told me, and by the way, I, I got this I actually principle. did that though. Yes. Okay. Okay. Allegedly. But I got this principle from my father and it's just a classic business success principle modeling after people who've already been there and done that and are successful, right? You don't have to reinvent the wheel. But I remember a call, he goes, we would do group report of findings for our patients. <laughs> he says, what I want you to do, this is no joke, Mike. He goes, I want you to, when you're done, just tell everybody in the room, if you're ready and you know you want to be a part of this practice and, and receive the care, I want you to pull out your credit card. I want you to hold it up in the air. For those of you who are not ready, you can hang around we'll answer more questions. And so he told me to do that to the group. Or if you're paying by check, go ahead and go. get your checkbook out and hold your check up. Remember, this it's is like, early 2000s. People still wrote checks. And, and so I did that. I had checks flying up, credit cards flying up. I had a couple people walk out, had a few hang around. The point is, I was coachable. I did it. And I called him up going, you're not going to believe. People actually pulled out their credit card and held it up because they wanted to be a part of what we were doing. So it's pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah, so I was really proud of the fact that he would actually just, <laughs> just do it. And, and, you know, there's so many people when it comes to success, mm -hmm. they want to do something exactly perfect or they want to set um, a paralysis by analysis, yeah. right? They question everything and they don't end up doing anything. Yeah. That's not the case with this guy. He's like, all right, if it works, I'm going to do it. And, and that was kind of what you did, which we'll get back to yeah. when we approached or how we connected with where you're at with your health and wanting to take action. You took action. I think at the Absolutely. end of the day, it's all about taking action because information is only valuable if you do something with it. And ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching at home right now and you just watch this exchange, this this banter and this energy between these two doctors is uh, an incredible thing to see. And it's like that in their office also. And that's one of the things that uh, made me feel better and made me feel comfortable and made me have the confidence to uh, to take action. Uh, I always look for the takeaways and I talk about takeaways in every story and, uh, and the particular takeaways that I got in this was your father, don't reinvent the wheel. My father said the same thing. He yeah. just said it in a different way. Right. And also the take action, the take action part is uh, one of the most important things yeah. there ever was. So thank you for sharing that. And yeah. uh, so maybe we can switch gears a little bit. Okay. Uh, I talked about, and I mentioned that um, this was a success story that was born out of a tragedy. And it's a perfect example of somebody taking something that was very tragic and turning it into a success and helping others. And you guys both have servant hearts. I've seen that in the time that I've known you. So uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Do you want to tell us that story? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I think taking people back to the genesis of how this started, because yeah, I'm speaking, I think for both of us, I could have never imagined us doing what we do today. <laughs> if you just said that, you know, 15 uh, years ago, you know, I thought we'd just have chiropractic offices and, and help a lot of people and retire one day. And that's just not the plan. So here's really how Happy Healthy started our, our wellness and lifestyle company. You know, we have a vision to see everybody be happy and all those happy people to be healthy. That's our vision. But I was diagnosed, which you know about Mike, with late stage cancer in July of 2010. So you've got to be kidding me. I'm the guy helping everybody else get healthy. If you looked at me and Rob can testify, mm -hmm. you know, I looked healthy. I've never been above probably 10% body fat, you know, eating lots of good food, exercising, trying to you know, do all the things we're taught to do to be healthy. 
And now I'm the guy they're saying, get your affairs in order. This wasn't like some simple little thing. It was stage four. The cancer had spread into my lymphatics, my liver, and my stomach. Two years, best case scenario, maybe even just two months. So you got to be thinking, what the heck is going on right now? So I was faced with some very challenging decisions at the time. Uh, my faith helped power me through this. My convictions and my principles at chiropractic had really taught both of us that we know that the human body is incredible. The best doctors on the inside. So the goal wasn't going to be going to be treat the cancer. It was going to be, let's get healthy again. Cause the cancer didn't make me sick. Mike, I was already sick. That's why I got the cancer. Right. So there's no difference between disease and health or the exact same thing. It's the body doing the right thing under the circumstances. We needed to change my circumstances. And there were a lot of things going on at the time, uh, a whole nother uh, talk for a different day. But my journey led us to Spain. And when I say us, my best friend mm -hmm. who was there with me the whole way, we went over there, worked with a cellular biologist. He was from Lebanon, medical doctor, and we did everything natural. Um, I remember our consultation I had with this man. It, it was about 15 seconds. He walked into the room and he goes, I'll do nothing that will kill you. I'm like, well, thank God, because they couldn't offer me that in America, right? Because they were wanting to do chemotherapy, radiation, surgery, drug trial, and hospice. I'm like, no way. So um, he goes, I'll do nothing that will kill you. He goes, and I don't even know if you're going to make it, but I'll do everything I can to get your body adapting again, chemically, physically, and emotionally. I'm like, I can roll with that. He goes, no need for theatrics. Are you ready to get started? And guess what I did? I took action. You took action. I took action. Question time is over. Take action. I took action. Within about 90 days, the cancer was almost completely gone. No joke. And this is over 10 years ago that this took place. So very powerful what happened for me. And so for Rob and I, we really were like, okay, this is something that happened for a reason. I don't think it's just me just getting well from cancer and telling people my story. What can we learn from this? Take it back to America and help other people. Because what we found is that all chronic illness, whether it's cancer, heart disease, diabetes, obesity, has a metabolic component. And those can be identified, they can be looked at, and they can be corrected. And that can be done naturally. So at the same time, I'm losing my health. They're telling me I'm dead with cancer. My buddy over here uh, was not doing very well as well. So we weren't really the happy, healthy guys back then. We were the sick, depressed, inflamed guys. Um, and of course, God had that plan. But won't you share your story? Yeah. Because it's very powerful what it was happening with you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and something about us is we've always had a passion and a purpose to be able to help as many people um, through a holistic model of health. Like he was saying, understanding True. that the greatest doctor lives inside of us. And as long as there's no interference, that doctor can do his job. Absolutely. And we, even when he was diagnosed with a cancer, had been speaking to groups of doctors all over the country, really all over the world, teaching people how to teach others how to be healthy. <laughs> Which, which is the irony of this whole entire thing, because the day that I found out that he had been diagnosed with cancer, we were in Orlando, Florida mm -hmm. at a conference at the Hilton Hotel, and we are um, getting ready to go speak to this group of about 2,000 doctors. And we, just like we always did in preparing for one of the talks, we would, I'd put a, put the talk together and then, then I'd go over it with him and, and we would start, you know, doing what we were going to do. And for the talk that day and this day he it was it was a lot different he goes we're up in the room 
And he's like, Rob, I don't know if I can do this. And, and I noticed things were off with him because he was like this, like grayish, um, ashy color. Um, he didn't look like himself and he's like, Hey, I just um, found out that I've got cancer. And there's this medical doctor who keeps on blowing up my phone, um, giving uh, to give me the results of this. And I'm scared to death and I can't hold down any food. Um, I can't eat. And I didn't know, I didn't know any of this stuff was, was going on. And so I'm like, all right, well, let's regroup. And we go downstairs to the hotel lobby (laughs) and we're sitting there kind of thinking, all right, we've got this talk to do. What are we going to say? He's just been diagnosed with cancer answer and 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 it was funny because it, and it sounds kind of cheesy but in the hotel lobby there was a you're gonna was, appreciate this song by the way there, Mike. there was there was there was, a, there was a, a keyboard player playing piano yeah. in the hotel lobby and he starts playing the journey hit don't stop believing and it was perfect yeah. the perfect timing because 1981 1981 classic yeah, right, age, right? Yeah, don't stop believing right. we're not far behind you and so what that told us in that immediate time was, you know what? You guys don't stop believing that yeah. the greatest doctor has been put inside you. Yeah. doesn't need any interference. The body can heal as long as there's no interference from its ability to be able to do that. We just have to figure out what the circumstance right. or what the interference is, totally. right? And so within that conference, there was a doctor there who was telling us about the doctor that he ended up going to see in Spain. So it was all a divine, the whole thing was a divine appointment. Totally. And so literally from that converse jumped on the plane and and went over to Spain. And so what Randy didn't know during that time is that I had injured my back and I was having a hard time being able to walk. And because I couldn't walk, I couldn't exercise. And because I couldn't exercise, all of a sudden I ballooned up almost 65 pounds. Happened quick overnight. So there I was, I'm like literally in Spain with him dragging around like the worst plane flight ever going down there was in so much pain. And here he is, he's got cancer. And I'm thinking in my head, I can barely even walk. So like you said, that's why we were not the happy healthy guys. Not at all. At all. Not the picture of health at all. They should have called us, right? The sick, depressed, overweight, inflamed guys. Exactly. That's who we were. <laughs> you wouldn't want to. It's got to be an acronym. Yeah, you would have yeah, yeah. never wanted that program, no, right? No. And so the universe like, would not have brought us together at that point. Right. <laughs> so, like he said, when we got back, you know, he had some choices to make while he was there. He yeah. got back, you know, no more cancer. But as we're looking at this, I can't, you know, there was, I can't recall just how many people, but there was a lot that would start calling him to get information on cancer. They would even contact me. How how do I get a hold of Randy? But the thing is with what it is that we've been taught in the United States on how to treat cancer, people at that time were not ready to receive information that was outside of that box at all. Because I'm thinking we're coming back. We're turning the whole system upside down because we're now going to have this revolutionary approach and message that's going to be well-received, not only by the general public, but by doctors, by these foundations raising money for cancer research, because we we now know things that can turn this around. And guess what we found out? It's not the way it works. Right. The system isn't set up to create happy, healthy people, which is why taking charge of your health is the most valuable thing you can do. Not to interrupt, but that was sure. like oh. eye-opening for us. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just met with this organization and they really don't have any interest in my story. All they want to know is how do we keep raising more awareness and money 
for more treatments that are drug-based versus finding out real causes of why people are sick. Right. So, so at that point, though, like he said, from that doctor, what we did learn is that all chronic illness, though, has a metabolic component to yes. it. So there I was overweight, and I'm still trying to eat all healthy organic food, no sugar, no grain, no wheat, no all those things that we've heard to be bad, and still struggling like crazy and still inflamed. So then I'm like, okay, why don't we, if that doctor was talking to us about this metabolic component, why don't we just apply the same principles that we use to heal him from cancer and let's apply that to me because my next option was surgery. I didn't have anything to lose. So I start going through some very similar protocols. We start really studying the science of metabolism and how all this works with the body. And then I started losing weight very rapidly. <laughs> yeah. So where I would always get stuck at a surgery, Certain weight, I wasn't getting stuck. I continued no. to keep on losing and losing and losing and losing until I lost the 65 pounds. That was 10 years ago and have kept it off and it's never been easier. So I was the very first happy, healthy, thin client yeah. um, as a result of what it is that he went yeah. through. Yeah. Um, the inflammation in my back was gone almost overnight. Yeah. I'm able to do the things that I loved and doing it in a way that I had never been able to experience before because before that, Mike, I was the kid that always struggled with his weight. Yeah. When I was 13 years old, I was 210 pounds. I was about five foot four. I always say I was about as wide as I was tall. You probably could have rolled me down the street. I watched my mom struggle with her weight. She was always on a diet every Monday morning. She would start start, start the week off with that new diet. I remember it'd be like the boiled egg diet. It would be the um, the grapefruit diet. And the, bacon. The bacon. All Which the was probably Atkins, your favorite, Mike. All the Atkins stuff. She would put it on the refrigerator, yeah. right? Yeah. As if the refrigerator yeah. was somehow her accountability yeah. partner, right? So I would watch her and what that taught me was that, you know what? Losing weight really is all about just eliminate your calories, exercise more. That's what we're all taught, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's what I started doing. I said, okay, it was, I was in the sixth grade. I was 13 years old. At that point, I was not motivated for my health. What was I motivated by? I was motivated by girls, right? <laughs> and so they didn't want the short fat kid, right? They wanted the thin kid. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to make this happen quick. So I just stopped eating. So I became anorexic when I was 13 years old. Wow. Stopped eating altogether. So I went from the spring of my eighth grade year into my freshman year of high school. Um, I went from 210 pounds all the way down to about 124 when I was at my lightest. I looked like a completely different person. But what I did when I did that, is I completely wrecked my metabolism yeah. for almost my entire life. So because of that, I always had to eat perfect or exercise like crazy just to maintain a healthy weight. Yeah. Even as learning what we learn as doctors and applying those kinds of things totally. and what everybody's been taught, I was still struggling. And that's why when I injured my back, I gained the 65 pounds. It wasn't because I didn't, I, I was eating too many calories. It was because I had a wrecked metabolism. Metabolism. Yeah. So that's why this is like literally saved not only his life. Still cancer free almost 11 years later. No trace. You're still Same. metabolically strong. Absolutely. The incredible shrinking man. I mean, literally <laughs> you can't almost gain weight anymore. And, you know, so with all that coming to where we are today, and yeah. I was telling you this earlier off camera, really what was the final nail in the coffin was the death of my brother. Yeah. Uh, my yes. brother Ryan died at 27 years Very old. Tragic. This is devastating. So if you've lost anybody, I mean, it's, it's just, especially that young. But Ryan was about 100 pounds overweight, and I'd watched him struggle with his weight this whole time. And you can imagine, I'm trying to help him.
nutrition and diet and supplements yeah. and exercise and yeah. chiropractic. Nothing seemed to work. So when Ryan died, really, we're like, okay, this, this is where we're going to do this because we're not going to take on the cancer industry. That's not our purpose and our mission. Let's help create more happy, healthy people who can have great metabolic function, which we know can go a long way in the prevention and the reversal of all kinds of conditions, which is our passion and why we help people like you, Mike, and people all over the country. This is our purpose. It is our mission. We're living, breathing Absolutely. testimonies of this and what can happen when you create the right environment where the body can adapt and heal and it's very doable. Yeah. Randy, that's interesting. And Rob, uh, my mind is absolutely racing with things that you have tied together for me over the years of some of the things you don't know about me is I started my career to be an x-ray technician. I went through x-ray school. I never worked with really? that. Uh, I've always uh, stepped through doors when people took an interest and opened them for me. Uh, and I have several takeaways, things I learned from this was uh, one is that later in life, when I was president of a medical device company, uh, photobiomodulation, LED light therapy, right. uh, the neurologist, uh, as he educated me about light therapy, he was chairman of our medical board, Dr. Greg Hipskin, wonderful man, one of the most prominent uh, neurologists in the, in the United States. Um, he taught me that the body, if given the proper tools, will heal itself. Absolutely. So true. But you have to give it the proper tools and, you know. and you guys illustrate that point. And it took me a long time to learn that because growing up in farm country, my family was dairy farmers. Uh, you know, I, I always operated on the theory. I said it as a joke, but it really wasn't a joke until, you know, later in life. But uh, I didn't I didn't grow up uh, and rise to the top of the food chain to eat grass. <laughs> but now I've learned that the system you've developed you don't eat grass. And you said the D word. I, I've eliminated the D word because yeah, the system you've you developed is not a diet. No. It is a life-changing event for me, and it has been. And I've had such success, and you can talk about that. But I'd like to say one other point. Um, tragic as it is about your brother, um, I've always been taught, and the things I've been learned over the years is always look for the gratitude in something. And as hard as it is to look for the gratitude in something like yeah. that, you appear to have found the gratitude that in that, whether you've thought of it or not, that you took your brother's tragedy and you've turned it into a lifetime of helping other people. And I think your brother could rest very peacefully Absolutely. knowing that he, in some way, helped you to do that. Yeah, thank you for saying that because Ryan was the best guy in the world. And it wasn't that he wasn't trying, right? He was trying very, very hard. Ryan was just trying to lose weight on an unhealthy metabolism, which is where our studies, our time abroad, and our own personal testimony and our clinical experience has us doing something today, Mike, that we just didn't see happen. We couldn't have seen this. We couldn't have seen it, but now we're helping people in a whole new way. And let's dive into that because you are, you are also a living, breathing, walking testimony. So let's talk about your case study. Uh, obviously, we got connected to you recently and you'd shared some of your concerns. You'd already had a lot of success losing weight, had gotten plateaued like a lot of people, mm -hmm. and then you found us and Happy Healthy. Kind of let's talk about your story and what happened with you, because it's pretty remarkable, because it happened very quickly. Uh, it's, it's incredible, and uh, as I said, this has been a life-changing event for me, and uh, when I first started this, your system, your metabolic reset, uh, for two, three days, I thought, oh, this is going to be hard. But after that, it became very easy. And, and, and I'll talk about that. I had gained weight. I had ballooned up to 257 pounds during COVID. Mm -hmm. um, 
like most people, I, I learned that the average weight gain was 29 pounds during COVID. I gained about 35. Yep. Um, you're always an overachiever, Mike. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know what? I, just, I can't help it. Uh, uh, it's that work ethic. But uh, anyway, the um, I, I try to D. I can't even make myself say the D word. You know, run, you spell it out the first three letters. Uh, spell D I E. Yes. Run for your Dine, life. That's the yes. first red flag, right? Exactly. That's right. I'll Not the best strategy. it up for you. Yeah. But no, but I. Uh, I lost, but, and I've done this several times. I've yo-yoed for years yeah. and the lowest I could ever seem to get was in the 225 to 228 range. And that's where I got, uh, with what I tried earlier. Um, I plateaued there. I stayed there. I began to go back to old habits. Nothing happened. I didn't gain any weight. I thought, okay, I'm good. I can keep doing this. And the next thing you know, i Gained back up to 247. Uh, uh, when I came into your office, that's what I was. Got you the were? paperwork yep. print out to uh, yeah. to prove it through all the testing and uh, things that you that you did. Right. Um, I'm at 211 now. <laughs> I'm in the nice. reset phase, which is the final phase. I'm at 211. I love it. Um, uh, I'll let you explain why that's important mm. and why I'm still in that phase and why I'm going to maintain that weight, but I'm going to start again. And yeah. uh, the next time we talk, I'm going to be at 190. Love it. Uh, that's going to be my goal weight to get to. And I had to do that. Uh, mainly the reason I wanted to do it was to relieve pain in my back. Also, mm -hmm. like you had, I have uh, some herniated discs and uh, a surgeon friend of mine here in Dallas area told me that, uh, you know, if you want to uh, do everything you can do to delay coming to see someone like me, mm -hmm. this is one of the things you can do to extend the clock on uh, surgery, you know, where you don't have to have surgery. I did that. But all of a sudden, after being involved in your program, I noticed my blood pressure was down significantly. Mm. And I'm not talking a little bit. I'm talking about in the uh, like the 150 ish over yeah. 90, mm. approaching 95 to 100 range. To I'm consistently now every day in the 121 over 72, 126 over 78. I mean, it's yeah. uh, it's consistently like that. And uh, it's just incredible. And you mentioned inflammation. Yes. Uh, I noticed that the stiffness that I have in my back when you get up every morning when you're my age, you know, is it's not as not as bad as it is now. It's basically as it has been in the past. Yeah. It's basically gone. So uh, I, I'll be quiet now. But I did I think it was important to share uh, my journey and, and and how wonderful this program has truly been for me. And I thank you for that. This is, uh, I can see myself doing this from now on. I, I have to. Well, and, It's just and something also, I know I want to do. No doubt. And so over 30 pounds, um, inflammation reduced, blood pressure normalized. Mm -hmm. Didn't you tell me also there were some arthritic changes in your thumbs? Maybe. Oh, yes, absolutely. I uh, thought that was very significant. What happened with that? Absolutely. Uh, well, I, I was never formally diagnosed with arthritic thumbs, but a lot of my work uh, and, and different things that I do involve texting. Well, my thumbs are very painful, which is I uh, found out is common. And I've been told by doctors they haven't done CAT scans or MRIs or anything. They say that's it's arthritis. You know, it's what happens. Uh, that is significantly reduced. Now, that pain has not been eliminated, but it's mm -hmm. it's very tolerable now. And sometimes I don't even notice it's wow. it's there and I can still text and I can still operate my business from my phone yeah. instead of, uh, you know, attaching myself to a computer somewhere. So yeah. that that's uh, it's just incredible and it's it's the foods the food choices and and that's what makes it not a diet to me there's yeah. a long list of proteins a long list of vegetables yeah. and a long list of fruits and you've identified the ones that are good for my metabolism yes. yeah and and i enjoy eating those foods and it, we uh, 
no doubt. It's there's two epiphanies that we had when we were in Spain, um, and there may be more, but these are the two that I'm thinking of right now. Number one, you said it is when we were in Spain, and I was getting well, and and Rob was with me. We noticed that people over there they're not eating protein bars. They're not drinking smoothies and shakes and prepackaged foods. They're eating real food. So what is real food? Well, if the food doesn't spoil in 7, 10, 15 days, it's not food. You can put that organic protein bar on the counter, come back in one year. It's still there, Mike. (laughs) Why is it refusing to decompose? Something's in there. You put an apple on the counter, come back in a year. It looks a lot different. So we really adopted coming back and and really uh, adhering to a real food nutrition plan. Nourishing your body with real food is key. Second thing we noticed, uh, and this was one of the mistakes I was making, I always talk about my life, BC and AC, before cancer, after cancer. Because if you end up with a late stage cancer diagnosis, you're breaking some laws of health. So I was eating five to six times per day to stoke my metabolism. Well, we now know that is a myth that really the science says that diet-induced thermogenesis when you eat and get a caloric burn increase, it's only beneficial eating two to three times per day. There's no benefit to eating more than twice to three times per day. But I was eating all day long. It was making me big and inflamed. Although I was lean, I was working out in the gym 15 days a week to stay that lean. But big mistake there, we noticed in Spain, people weren't waking up and eating first thing in the morning. Sometimes they weren't eating till 10, 11 o'clock uh, in, the, in the day. And then having maybe one more meal in the evening. So they're eating more like two to three times per day, which was very significant because in America, most people are eating, I think the average is 17 times per day. Did you know that? I did not know so that. So a meal is not sitting down and eating uh, you know, eggs and sausage. It's breaking the hormonal response. It takes about 30 to 40 calories for your body to secrete insulin. That is a meal. Handful of almonds. Stick of gum. <laughs> Stick of gum. Mixed nuts. Right. Mixed mix, nuts. Mix nuts. <laughs> right. Uh, Apple, sip your Dr. Kid. Pepper. Um, literally all day long, we're snacking and secreting insulin, which is a bulking hormone, and it teaches your body how to store fat versus burn fat. And a healthy metabolism, as we know, can go in and out of fat burning whenever it needs to. You don't have to be on a keto diet. You don't have to be on a paleo diet. You don't have to never eat a carbohydrate again. A healthy metabolism can burn fat. And it's very good at that. So those were two epiphanies that we kind of brought back. And uh, obviously the testing that we do, which you mentioned, we're testing that we got exposed to in Spain that looks at key biomarkers you need to each person's unique metabolic profile. So that's how we were able to customize your plan based on which real foods ignite your metabolism, which formulations are perfect for your body, and be able to do that over a five-week period, which I don't think we mentioned this weight loss for you was when within the five-week retrained phase. Oh, absolutely. Which you know, our average weight loss is typically that 25 to 30 pounds in five weeks. 247 so, to 211 in yes, five weeks. Pretty incredible. And now you're in that reset phase, helping make that permanent metabolic change. But uh, those two epiphanies, I think, were key in the things yeah. we brought back that made the difference. Yeah, and it's really just even on the practical side of it. I was just in Spain a few weeks ago, and when you're going, even like in the grocery store, for example, he's talking about getting back to we say is simply eat real food or surf for your food. Even in the grocery store, when you're looking at the oil aisle, for example, like they have it, and it says it in Spanish. It's like one bottle all the way at the very bottom to the right 
right, and it says Alcita, which means oil in Spanish, it'll say either Alcita Americano, which is American oil, mm-hmm. or Alcita Mal, which means bad oil. And that's the oil, when you look at it, it's a bright yellow color, yeah. right? Full of additives, preservatives, all the things that you don't want, but it's that same oil that is in all of the foods that we have here in the United States, which you were talking about the mixed nuts earlier, right? That's an example. And so those toxins, when put inside the body, overload our bodies on a cellular level with so many toxins. And then our body stores those toxins in the body fat. So what we're doing as Americans is teaching our bodies how to store fat for fuel rather than burn fat for fuel. That's why when you even look at these people in Spain, they're tiny. You ever tried to put on (laughs) European clothes, right? Those clothes are way smaller than the clothes that we have here. But not only that, it's interesting because everywhere you go there, people are smoking. Right, We look at smoking as being such a bad thing. Well, what's worse than that is all of the toxins and preservatives that we put in our food here, which is why if they're doing one thing bad, their longevity, Spain, by the way, has passed, what was it like, passed Japan. They're number one. For healthy longevity. Number one right now. And they drink more than us. They they smoke smoke more than us. America has more non-alcohol related fatty liver disease than any country in the world. That means you're not even drinking and your liver's congested, your enzymes are elevated. Why Why? It's because of all the processed food, all the sugar, all the chemicals, all the genetically modified things. It's literally, remember our friend uh, Andrew who moved here from New Zealand? He gained 40 pounds within a few months of moving to America. And he said, I thought I was eating the exact same foods I was eating in New Zealand. The difference was the foods here were just laced with all kind of chemicals, preservatives, and the things we know wreck metabolic function in the endocrine system. And you're talking about laced? Speaking of, yes. we're in the train. We're getting ready to go to um, from Madrid to Barcelona. And we're, we're in their train station. I noticed on the, um, the potato chips, speaking of like laced potato chips, the potato chips there <laughs> are made. You know what? There was three ingredients. Sea salt, potatoes, and olive oil (laughs) in the Lay's potato chips. Here, that is not the case. It's because Americans demand cheaper and more toxic food, which is insanity. And so we, and our mission is to change that and show people how to be able to put real good, healthy nutrient-dense food in the body and also create an environment inside the body where at a cellular level, our cells are ready to receive those nutrients. And that's a big deal even when you were going through the program as we talk about hydration being such an important part of it, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Dehydration just means that water's not getting inside the cell. It's not about how much you drink or how much you don't drink. It's how clean are the cells to be able to take on that water inside the cell and nutrients. And so we just help to be able to pump more nutrients inside your cells by creating a a better hydrated situation. Yeah. We got to stop asking why is healthy food so expensive? We need to start asking why is bad food so cheap, right? And we asked you, are you ready to stop doing what's killing you? You have to be willing to make the change. Totally. Um, And you were. And you were. And the, and the, the results speak for themselves. So once again, I don't want to minimize it. Congratulations, yes. my friend, because what you did is not easy. Although we made it easy, it's not easy because the hardest part is here. You have to make the decisions. 
and make the change because you're no longer okay with feeling and looking a certain way. And when you don't have your health, Mike, how many people are in your life that depend on you? Oh, I, right now, an incredible. Can you imagine yes, if you go down, how many people you take with you? Mm-hmm. So with this whole thing's been going around really even through COVID, we're all in this together. Listen, if we're all going to be in something together, let's all commit to being our healthiest, happiest version so we can help more people and really make a difference, not only now in our own health, but in the lives of the people that we impact. Amen to that. Yeah. And you said something that triggered another light bulb in my head also when you talked about the food, the difference in the food in Spain and in Europe in general. Yeah. Um, I've lived and worked in Belgium. Okay. And one of the things I noticed over there was that the bread, the the people, they stop and they get fresh bread every day in all the European countries and they take it home. And I asked why, and they said, because there are no preservatives in this, it won't last longer than a day. (laughs) And uh, just, uh, I travel a lot, and I was gone about three weeks, and I went home not very long ago, and there was a half a loaf of bread left that I'd bought a month earlier, and I looked at it, and there was no mold, there was, it hadn't spoiled, there's nothing at all, and I thought, it just hit me what preservatives must have been in that. So I promptly threw it away. And we call yeah, that Franken food. Uh, that's exactly, <laughs> exactly what yeah. I thought. And you said it, you made it easy. And yes, you did make it easy. And one of the things that made it so easy is your uh, the manual. Uh, these two gentlemen have written a manual that is, in layman's terms, very easy and very simple to understand. And you follow it. And, and it was easy for me. And it made sense to me. And uh, they've developed an incredible virtual uh, platform, a virtual website that's easy to see. And we'll put the link up at the bottom of the screen here for you if you're interested in contacting them and learning more about this program. But I mean, I just, I could go on and on and on because I get so excited <laughs> yeah. about this yeah. just because of what it's done for me. I'm sitting here now and I, I, I need smaller shirts. You know, yeah, time to go so. shopping, Mike. That's right. <laughs> it's time to go shop, <laughs> yeah. but I'm not done yet. I'm not <laughs> no, going to no. go shopping until I'm That's finished. right, that's right. So uh, anyway, uh, what else would you like to uh, highlight about your program before we uh, uh, wrap things up today? I just feel like I, I could talk to you all day about this. I'd, I'd say, here's, here's the thing is that we as, um, adults right now here in, in the United States talking about leadership, we have a responsibility to not only lead each other, but also be role models for the children. Right now, childhood obesity is, is, is 19% of the childhood population from age two to 19 no. years old, right? And so what does that really mean? What that really means is more money than spent on medical expenses, more heart disease, more cancer, more diabetes, more of all of those chronic health issues that we don't want. And so we have to do better with leading people in this happy, healthy lifestyle for us. That really truly is is our mission to be able to help everybody because if we can then teach them how to start living this this lifestyle like we were talking about with you, think about all those people around them that can be able to be helped as well. You know, there's this big push right now is is let's let's make um, healthcare, medical care more affordable pe- for people. Why not make healthier people? Yeah. So we don't need to put that yeah. stuff into people in the first place. Amen so let's create a healthier society yeah. and starting really with these kids because they're sponges for knowledge. We just gotta we just gotta teach them. Yeah, I think on that note, well said is I think this is the first generation of children. They're saying they're not outliving the parents. Nope. Wow. This generation is overweight, they're over-medicated, they're glued to their phones, they're not healthy, they're not happy, they're not living their best life. Obviously, what happened through COVID with all these kids now 
being at home and depressed and eating more bad mm -hmm. food. There's never been a better time, Mike, to get this message out and help. But it starts with you. It starts with me. It starts Absolutely. with you. You got three amazing kids. I hope to be a father one day. If we're going to change it and turn it around, it's got to start with us. Yes, I agree. And uh, what better way to wrap this up than to hear this important message from these gentlemen. And again, we'll put uh, the contact info up uh, for them if you're interested in hearing more. If you uh, want to be connected with them, you can email me at mike at thegrowthfacilitator.com. Uh, as I said, the show is called Cornerstone, and uh, I thank you for watching today, and I thank you, gentlemen, for coming on the show, oh. and it's been a pleasure to have you, and I can't wait to continue working with you and yeah. uh, see you again at uh, the next event where we uh, happen to link up. Absolutely. Thank you so much, yeah. Mike, for having us. We're just, we're super excited totally. to be here today, so and thank you for letting us be a part of your journey. It's been awesome to see. Yep, and thank you so much for what it is that you do. You yeah. change lives. Thank you. Thank you. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the show and found something of value to help with the challenges you face as a leader. Please feel free to share this show with your friends on social media. And don't forget to visit my website, thegrowthfacilitator.com. And while you're there, book a free call with me. We'll see you next time on Cornerstone.